three, two, one. Welcome. We are here in Singapore in the lockdown period. And this is Hellzilla Weekly Podcast, episode number 13. And joined with me today is John Caro. Welcome, John. How are you? Hello, hello. I can't believe it's lucky 13 episode today. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm, it's an honor to be, you know, to be bringing episode 13. I think it's a pretty lucky number. So I'll take that. And happy Easter, everyone, to uh, who's, who's listening to us today is Easter, uh, which means, you know, a lot of the Lenten sacrifice that people would have done, um, you know, you break free from that. So it, it calls for a celebration despite having to be strictly staying at home, which is also not a bad thing. Oh, absolutely. You are right. And happy Easter to everyone from my side as well. Um, today's podcast will be focusing on something which which is a, a really a healthy habit. Um, and, and especially during now, nowadays, as, um, as we are all locked down in our homes, when, um, <clears throat> when we tend to move less than uh, what we used to move, because we're not allowed to go to our gyms or, or parks to run or whatnot. So um, technically, there is a risk that a lot of people would would actually gain weight a bit um, over these over these um, these troubled times as we are on a lockdown. So one way, which which is a healthy habit, um, uh, to counteract that is to be mindful of your eating, and one of the key concepts of that is calorie counting, i.e., simply being mindful of what you eat um, and and being being aware of how much energy content actually um, your food food includes. Um, what is your experience, John, on calorie counting? Uh, I am. I go way back as far as calorie counting is concerned, Nico. I am, you know, growing up as a fat kid, I have been exposed to the concept of calorie counting as young as maybe age um, 14, age 15. And my very first, it, it's a funny story, the, my very first uh, experience is that I was watching this documentary and, and you know, there was a concept of negative calories. I'm sure you've heard of that. And obviously, yes. you know, um, 15 years ago, we don't have the internet as, as vast from an information standpoint. And so watching that documentary, it said that there are, there's a concept of negative calories, which are food that the more you eat, the more you lose weight. <laughs> and exactly. you know, it sounds too good to be true. And one of the recommendations, so so that is that is true, by the way, um, because it just turned, it just requires more, you know, energy for your body to burn certain food types, which are really low in calories. And so I went on a cucumber diet and, and, and yeah, it kind of worked. So, so that, <laughs> so I go way back as far as like sort of watching my calories. And I think that kind of opened the doors for me to be really conscious about the calories of the food that I take in. Obviously there's always that foot in the door um, that introduces you. And, and at that point in my life, it was what kind of like, you know, that, like waved at me and said, hey, John, there is a concept of calories and there, there's this wonder food that you probably have been wishing for that the more you eat, the more you lose weight. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. that's when I started counting calories. Which, which is awesome. So I have very similar experiences as, as yourself. Um, I used to be a fat kid myself and struggling with weight um, uh, a very, very long time as I was growing up and even even all the way towards the adulthood as well. Um, and the as 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 i've done so many different types of diets over my lifetime i've done the ketogenic diet i've done um very low calorie diet like eat basically eating powders uh, for two weeks only um I've, mm. I've done the atkins diet and you name it i've, I've tried i've probably tried it mm-hmm. um and within 
even sort of before fully understanding the concept of a calorie, um, all of these diets actually worked. Then, then later on, when I probably in my in my early twenties or whatnot, when I really started to look look into the caloric amounts of of what I actually ate, right. only 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 then I understood that okay, well, all these diets they they work simply because of the fact that you are eating less than what you what you actually exert right. out uh, as as energy um, totally. as well. Yeah, that's right. And I think, and I think, just just to add to that, I think I think along the way, right, in in the journey of you know, so that's sort of like the first step into being aware of 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 the concept of calorie counting, and and then eventually you kind of learn in the process of like um, of of whether doing good things or or harmful things, you kind of just learn in the process, and 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 that's probably what has happened to me as well, and we can talk about more about that later. But uh, but it's very interesting because like as as I currently even 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 at, at, at my age at this point, I, I still sometimes fall into those traps. And that's why it's always super important to kind of log in uh, the calories and, and and just be conscious about it and just making sure that, you know, it's it's also very well balanced. And I'm just glad that the, the, the that Helzilla allows you to do that. And, and yeah, we'll talk about more of that later. Oh, absolutely. So it, um, in the Healthzilla app, we do have the the, the um, habit building tool towards being on a cal- caloric deficit um, by, you know, counting your calories right. um, and uh, and creating your food diary through, for example, um, MyFitnessPal or MyMacrosPlus or you, yeah. you name it. There are loads of these apps out there. And the Healthzilla app basically reads that caloric data uh, from there and your caloric output from whichever wearable device uh, you're using and then obviously um, pushes you towards being on a caloric deficit yeah. all the time. So I think, that, yeah, yeah, I think that's so cool because I, I, if I could just remember, like you know, I like I said, 15 years ago, you also don't have these apps uh, to help you out. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Like, like, where do you, you know, I, I can't even remember, maybe because I was so driven because, I, again, I was not fit. So maybe it was internally driven, but, but the kind of dedication and, you know, that, that, that kind of, that, that is kind of required for you to be able to unlock counting calories. Thank God for these apps and technology today, oh, yeah. because there's somebody sort of that nudges you to kind of remind you if you need to, if, if right. So, so because there's that. Right. Uh, but 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 15 years ago, it's like it's really just you know forcing yourself into create creating that habitual cycle, yeah. Um, and and yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I, I'm just so glad you know that we've come a long way from that. <laughs> In, indeed, and it's it's like um, you remember remember those times when you when um, or, or you know back 10 15 years ago when we didn't have these apps, then um, you basically have to create your own Excel file or pen and paper and. and search online how many calories does a broccoli have or whatnot and sure. simply do like a manual um manual diary and it's sure. very laborious as well true 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 it's it's really it's ridiculous but it's uh you know it's a really good okay one of the one of the um awesome uh features of i mean i, I do understand the fact that uh calorie counting for many people who i've spoken with um about this topic Calorie counting seems to be very um, sort of um, like non-inviting habit for them simply because of the the amount of time or effort right. that goes into that. Yeah. And I've I've like I've I've given that a bit of a thought because because I've I have technically um, tracked my calories now for almost four years mm-hmm. um, full on full on, and 
um, yes, in the beginning it is it is a bit um, um, laborious, I would say. But when you create the habit of actually tracking everything you eat, mm-hmm. then you don't even then you reach a point at some stage when you don't even notice that you are tracking your calories. Right, right, right. I think uh, just just to that point as well. I think we are in a very lucky position. I mean, I'm looking at you know the the glass half full here. I think the the, the circumstances surrounding us, the the lockdown situation, actually kind of rest- limits um, the type of food that we eat, if you think about it. Like, you know, there's the, the repertoire, basically, by which uh, the access to, to, the, to the amount of food, obviously, is very limited. And that's how I started. So, so because, you know, when, when if your goal is trying to lose weight, right, you kind of know what the goodies and the baddies are, whether or not you are obsessed with calorie counting. You kind of know, yeah. Mm. It's sometimes it's just difficult to accept it. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, so it's, sorry, chocolates and ice creams are not necessarily the goodies here. <laughs> yeah. um, they are goodies, but they're kind of baddies in the context of calories. Um, <laughs> exactly. so, so given a fixed repertoire, I think what, what, what the way I started was, you know, identify what were the foods, what were the food types that I often eat and just did some research like, okay, um, if I eat a lot of rice, so what's the calorie, calories of a cup of rice? If I eat, I, if I, so I, I kind of started there um, because, um, again, it doesn't have to be rocket science to the T, but getting yourself familiarized with, with a fixed repertoire of ingredients, um, of, 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 of the base necessities that mm. your diet revolves around, is a really good starting point. And, and from there... From there, you can start designing and, and even leveling it up, like then start thinking cuisine from, from ingredients, you gross it up to cuisine. And and you just have to start somewhere. I mean, you know, if, if you're seated right now in your couch, just think, you know, what's the most frequent, what are the five most frequent food types that I eat in a week? For example, you can say you eat rice or noodles, you eat um I don't know, chicken, you eat maybe um, almonds, you may, and, and then you kind of try to get a sense of the measures and, you know, and, 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 and just see where you are at it. I think that should be a good starting point. It, it is, it is. And one of the, one of the sort of um, key features that I've um, noticed myself as well uh, when building up the, the habit of calorie counting, um, um, especially in the context of weight loss, is that when, when you do start reducing your calories uh, in order for you to achieve your weight loss goals um uh, and when when you sort of and then so then at some stage you will obviously start feeling a bit hungry um, right. because you are on a caloric deficit mm-hmm. so when so then um what kind of naturally happens is that you start leaning towards uh, um ingredients which are like high volume um right. very healthy uh, high in fiber uh, just to like maximize the uh, the the amount of food the amount of healthy food you, you can eat to uh, get rid of, rid of that hunger so it right. it almost like automatically drives you towards um just ignoring the, the whole ca- calorie concept for a minute but right. drives you towards healthy ingredients as well like with vegetables salads yeah. um, in proteins and so forth Right. Have you have you noticed the same thing or no? Totally. I think I think for example, um, you know my my favorite exact because because there are different types of like you know vegetables out there. There's always those, and those those are fa- there are favorites. There are polarizing ones. So I always give um, pumpkin as an example. So everyone, I mean, as a kid growing up, I love pumpkins, and as an adult, like it's always in my salad bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So like like pumpkin for example is damn heavy uh, and people don't know that 100 grams of pumpkin is only 26 calories exactly example. exactly and who who eats 1 kilo of pumpkin i've tried that by the way me so it's <laughs> me but 
who eats one kilo of pumpkin. But by the way, a kilo of pumpkin is 26 calories, uh, 260 calories rather. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, and, and when you think, you think about 260 calories uh, for a kilo of pumpkin, that's not even the calorie count of like a cheeseburger from McDonald's. So, so in that sense, you kind of know already and you, you kind of outsmart the calories in a way of, of making sure that you pick the right dense, um, you know, like the, what, what are, what's worth the calories. Yeah. And so you can withstand, for example, you know, enduring hunger if you do feel hungry in the process of a caloric deficit. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's, it's interesting you mentioned pumpkin. It's actually one of my favorite ingredients as well. It's like, oh, yeah, it's like the best as well. And and um, there are a lot of people who, who love ingredients like rice and potatoes mm -hmm. and bread um, right. as well, uh, which I mean, there's nothing wrong in, in those. I mean, no. if you th think about cal uh, calorie counting in itself, right. uh, you, and if you have a uh, calorie limit in your weight loss diet or within your maintenance phase as well, mm -hmm. um, you can sort of fit in ingredients um, uh, any way you like into that. But um, quite often, you know, uh, especially with starchy carbs um, with mm -hmm. some oil oil added and so forth, uh, you can you can go quite quite high with the uh, caloric load as well. Mm -hmm. So what what's your take on? Um, are you a, a rice monster yourself? Um, mm -hmm. No, I'm not a rice monster, uh, but but there's nothing wrong with rice. You see, like, I think, so there, there's a couple of factors that I would sort of address that question. One is, uh, you know, you, you can go by the norm or by the trend of people making replacements. Like, for example, uh, you know, you for, from, from a brown, from a white rice, you go to a brown rice, right? Mm -hmm. So it kind of this saves you. Um, not a lot, by the way, but it kind of saves you a lot of calories. Uh, for example, instead of going for a um, for a normal bread, um, like a um, a white bread, for instance, um, you can go for a rye bread, for example. So, so you you can do those uh, like almost commercial sort of replacements. But yeah. what I what I do too is like often. Um, the, but I do too is you start with the other option is to do portion control. So you could still eat rice, but you you know how a lot of people would instead of having a full rice do half rice. That's an, that's a trick. The other trick is, for example, I, I I currently am sort of have this obsession of recreating dishes or my favorite meals, and making them carbless, right? So so for example, I love I love Thai pad Thai, that yeah. pad Thai, the sear fry noodles. But instead of instead of putting noodles or carbs into it, I would replace it with more tofu and more bean sprouts. You know, I could I could use the same set of seasonings, but by 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 omitting, for example, the carb components, um, I am able to sort of like save up on my carbs and maybe use those carbs or, or get some other sources of carbs to to sustain a more balanced diet from elsewhere, like sweet potato. Oh, absolutely, and that that, that is. That is a beautiful trick right there, and because you don't have to really give up on the taste um, yeah. um, in the context of being on a weight loss diet or counting your calories, because mm -hmm. it's just being mindful of what what you actually put in your food um, as mm -hmm. well. And there's so many um, uh, variables that you can play with, and well, usually seasoning is the one piece which doesn't have to change. Mm -hmm. Se uh, seasoning normally, if you don't count in sugar sure. uh, has zero or very little calories on it right. um, so so you can always cook your favorite meals yeah. uh, with the same seasoning simply by switching some ingredients in, into more healthy ones one of the what, and, and just talking about noodles as you mentioned one of my favorite um, 
uh, replacements for normal noodles uh, or rice uh, to that extent um, mm -hmm. is miracle noodle or shirataki noodle, as oh, they wow. call it. It's mm -hmm. um, it, it is made from it's made from algae or something. It comes from mm -hmm. Japan. It's like has almost zero calories. It tastes awesome. Not all people like it, but um, you do 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 try it out as well. It's, it's yeah, it's really good. You know, it's interesting you said that about flavor. I mean, I so in my cooking, I don't do a lot of fried, but I I could do soup, uh, which is also good by the way. From for if, if you're wanting to be full and 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 reduce your oh, yes. caloric yeah, intake. Yeah. Uh, but but I don't. I try not to scrimp much on flavor. Only because I've noticed, and this is from a personal experience, I've noticed that the more the the food is bland, the more I kind of eat more of it. Because for some reason, my taste buds are just not satiated or sa mm. satisfied and satiated. You know, like yeah, yeah. You, you could you keep on eating because it's not enough, and and you you think that you're not enough in terms of being full, but in reality, you're not enough in terms of flavor. But on the other spectrum, you give me a little portion of a food type, for example, like a stew. But it's so packed in flavor, I actually tend to eat less, and and that's just again oh, really? okay. observation. So so I would not encourage I would encourage people to be mindful of the type of seasoning that they use, but I would not encourage people from going like over the board eating just bland food. Yeah, I don't I don't really understand. It's a good point. Um, there's some bro science from uh, from the early two thousands or whatnot that where bodybuilders, you know prevented uh, their or personal trainers prevented their clients from using any seasoning at all, mm -hmm. whatsoever no no salt no pepper no nothing right. in their food and it's like well that doesn't make any sense does it mm -hmm. really because it's it, like food is still it's much <laughs> it, it's much more than a source of energy right it right. is a source of satisfaction right. and you know uh, endorphins and all that sort of stuff and, and plus plus the social con component sure, sure, well. sure. And, and i say that because i've experienced the the ugly truth of you know of, of being very anal about things including seasonings uh to the point that i think i mentioned this to you before that i would measure every gram and that's mm. not fun at all it's like oh why am i doing this in the first place you know like i think ultimately and and that's when the problem comes in that's when you know you not being able to sustain the the diet or, or you know or the caloric deficit comes in because there will just be a time when you you question yourself and you become unhappy with what you're doing and oh, yeah. you know, so, and that's that that's something that we don't want because we're here to you know to inspire people to start creating habits that they can sustain for life oh absolutely it's not, it's yeah. not a, it's it's not like a season no it's it's like you know we're we're wanting you to be able to live through this kind of and choosing a healthy lifestyle not like deprive yourself of the great things you know and and so i just you know it, us us being both in in the journey of you know of, of counting calories and and getting into caloric deficit diets for over a decade uh, i think we, that's that's worth sharing <laughs> because it, it, we, we oh, have gone through the, the uglies as well and that's why we probably are in the position to tell and to sort of caution people like yeah you can do that but <laughs> but but you can only do that for so long and trust me it's better to do things slowly but surely it's better to not scrimp on flavors because you don't want the cravings to start kicking in and just you know turn they you know to turn everything into haywire oh absolutely that's that's such a good point as well which you raised john it, it it sort of touches upon the whole notion of or the question which pops into my head which is that okay well um whichever diet 
someone is on, then the, the question we need to ask from them is that, is this, is this a diet which you can sustain for the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. Um, it just in terms of, you know, uh, someone's on, a, for example, on a ketogenic diet or whichever diet, usually that is, isn't something that they are on constantly mm-hmm. anyway. So I, I, I found it very useful to try to eat in, in very similar uh, ways, whether you are on a caloric deficit or um, or on maintenance or whether you're trying to bulk even. Um, mm-hmm. It's just that the amounts and ingredients change and the, the healthy habit comes from the fact that you are con- continuously mindful of how much you are eating and what is the sort of caloric content of any mm-hmm. piece of piece of food um, that you would actually eat. Yeah. And, and then the, the reward value, which you, which, which you sort of um, hinted towards um, as well, is that like if you um, restrict yourself from ever having chocolate or ice cream or something like that, um, uh, at some stage, if that's something that you crave for, at some stage, you will most likely break uh, and mm-hmm. binge on it. Yeah. And this, this happens to so many people as well. Mm-hmm. And within the context of the calorie uh, uh, counting and sort of flexible dieting as well, mm-hmm. it's easy for you to actually, you know, um, sneak in a Snickers bar or something <laughs> with two, yeah. that, that has around 250 calories on, on it. So, so long yeah. as you are aware and you log it in, yeah. and that's it. You know, you need to yeah. sort of ha- have that window as I well. Do, right? I do have a tri- trick on that. So what I normally do, and, and this could be very useful for people is um i try to so i i try to make sure that i'm full before i cheat meaning like um because because you know like it's it's not easy to change habits but it's it could be easy to at least be responsible for what the the bulk of what makes you full first um and be just just be conscious about it and be responsible about it and then oh, yeah. delay your cheats maybe later in the day. I'm not saying no to them. I'm just saying make sure you're full. You know, you don't you don't snack on. I'm I'm sorry for Empty the sneakers stomach. guys that promotes you eat it when you're hungry, but you you kind of fulfill. You have to fulfill first the the nutritious part that your body really needs from a functional perspective. You eat your meal properly, you know, and and then you you know you. Maybe get this, get a, get half a uh, maybe a bite or half a bar for dessert, and you know, and that should be good. That should be able to exactly. help satisfy yeah. your craving. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That that's that is a very good point. Um, and on on that same topic, you know, uh, making sure that you um you are very well hydrated throughout the day as well helps a lot to control those um uh, hunger hunger emotions um, for sure. So do drink a lot of water or. Um, Zero calorie, other beverages as well. <laughs> yeah, recently, recently, Nico talking, speaking about like yeah. beverages. So recently, because because of the lockdown situation, and I'm lo- I'm blaming mm-hmm. lockdown. You know, I we used to be very, very, you know, we we work, we both worked in offices where where we we take our sweet time when we get water from the pantry because it serves as a break. But this yeah. time we don't really have that because you know our pantry is just a couple of steps away, and you know, it, and and that's why there's a lot of people right now on. You know, on on LinkedIn or on social, they were like, ah, oh, like I kind of missed the the pantry breaks because that's an extended break. But now you're kind of like when you're locked at home, it's almost like oh, you, you just have to keep on working regardless of the time. Anyway, um, because I kind of lost the habit of like regularly drinking my water, mm-hmm. um, I, I started and and I started having more time on my hands. I started to make flavored waters. 
it, oh, it's nice, pretty cool. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, you know, and, and with, you know, with the amount of leaves that we have here in, at least in Southeast Asia, like from pandan to lemongrass to lime leaves, it's just crazy. And so that's kind of helping me as well. Uh, if you talk about caloric deficit and, and being able to make sure that you stay hydrated, if, if people are bored with the taste of water, because essentially water doesn't have taste, mm-hmm. you know, you can try to, you know, experiment on like chilled pandan, you know, pandan tea. Or, 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 or a lemongrass, a cold lemongrass tea, for example. Because like I said, you need, it, it, it kind of needs to, there has to be an intermediary sort of solution first, like a first baby step versus like completely jumping into a completely, you know, into, an, into a, a healthy, clean habit, which often is, is not sustainable. So you kind of have to hold them by the hand and hopefully, you know, being able to, <laughs> you know, um, make their own flavored water from natural ingredients could help them just drink more water and stay hydrated as they do caloric deficit diets. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that, that is a great tip, um, John. Um, what I used to do myself um, when I was on, on my weight loss diet is I, um, when I got sort of bored on drinking so much water and I, 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 I somehow craved a lot of uh, my, my sweet tooth got really agitated when I was uh, on caloric deficit. So I was cra- craving the, the taste of sweet all the time. So I actually started to add um, toffee flavored stevia into my water, which oh, sort, wow. of, sort of did. I know it might sound a bit weird, but it's, it goes along the same lines as per what you, um, what you hinted yeah. towards. Is, is that you use natural ingredients Organic stevia it can be natural as well. Right, right. Have a right, debate right. on that. But anyway, so you can use natural in- ingredients like leaves, like um, flavored stevia, or something mm-hmm. to to uh, induce into your water as well to make it mm-hmm. make it a bit make, bit more palatable. And at the same time, that that sort of um, uh, tampers down on your sweet tooth potentially as well. True, true. Speaking of hot tea, is also good, by the way. Like, oh yeah. You know, yeah. Um, we there's so much already in the market as far as you know the the tea selection is just so broad uh, that it that it also helps you know keep you hydrated uh, keep you not hungry when you are because most of the time people say they're hungry but they're really just thirsty because they're dehydrated and and yeah there's there's so much flavor assort that you can find out there even if you don't put milk or sugar in your tea you can survive you can do it. <laughs> yes. Oh, abs- oh, absolutely. And for everyone um, listening out there um, in like um, unsweetened or non-milk tea, same for coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, people people ask me, do I need to count for my cup of coffee uh, as calories? Uh, do I need to count for, for the tea? The answer, my, my response to that would be no. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what do you think? Uh, well, yeah, well, whatever fits, uh, you know, but I, I don't, I don't count them as, because it's, co- if you're talking about a black coffee, right? Yeah, yeah, black coffee. Yeah. Just black. black coffee should be good, uh, yeah. because, well, we're not promoting that they drink six cups of coffee a day, obviously. No, not. no. <laughs> uh, but, but a cup of, a cup of coffee won't hurt at all. Yeah. Uh, if, if you want to know how much calories there's in a cup of coffee, well, it's, it's really, I think below 20 calories. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, depends on the roast, the type of the roast of the beans, but but it's really negligible and it's yeah. something you shouldn't worry about. Correct. So um, in terms of um, um, your current um, t- diet and what, what types of ingredients, uh, what types of meals do you uh, mm. cook, John? Right. Uh, no, this this is my favorite part, cooking. <laughs> uh, it, it, I'm really obsessed with it. And 
Um, I do have a lot. So, so if if I were gonna sort of like advise people in terms of like what veg, what are their go-to vegetables? Um, I would really promote um, starting with the starchy ones because again, because you want to do this slowly. You know, there's always this joke with you know when you're amongst your friends and you started to order green salad, they start to mock you, right? And they're like, "What are you goat?" Or something like that. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 admittedly, I've gone through, I've been through that, and where you know where I well now I love eating salads. It wasn't automatic. It wasn't immediate, right? Because for some weird reason, I associate just eat, after eating. I think an hour after eating salads, I just feel hungry again. That's that's my problem. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if 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 anyone listening is starting to go on a really lean caloric deficit diet, I would really recommend them using like the heavy starchy type of root crops or veggies and you know it it it's it spans from using pumpkin which we've mentioned already sweet potatoes i love cauliflowers do you love cauliflowers i yeah. make cauliflower rice as well um i love broccoli and you know i just do a chinese stir fried broccoli which means broccoli and um, mushrooms and you saute it in garlic and add a little bit of oyster sauce that's a recipe on its own i use a lot of carrots as well because it's just you know the more that i kind of and this is just me, okay? The more that I bite into something really tough, I feel like the more I'm eating. <laughs> and it just tricks my brain that, oh, I'm eating a lot because I'm eating <laughs> a lot. And so that works to my advantage. And, you know, if, if those sound boring to you, add in a little bit of sweet corn that won't hurt. And, and, and yeah, and, and, and yeah a, bit of, a bit of nuts as well, if you like. Recently, Nico, so two of my most used um, recipes are based on tofu and bean sprouts. Wow. Yeah. And and that's because like, you know, uh, 100 grams of bean sprouts is 23 calories. So if you, and by the way, bean sprouts is like the most underrated veggie because it's also packed with protein. So if, 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 if like me, you're trying to save up on protein bars, <laughs> hello, Laura, by the way, just shout out <laughs> to Laura out there. If like me, you're saving up on protein bars, I recommend you take bean sprouts. And and yeah. and you actually eat I actually eat my chicken breast with bean sprouts as sort of like a rice replacement. So, so bean sprouts. Do you, is, do you do you like like um, saute your bean sprouts or no, I, I, you could blanch it. So yeah. so you could just blanch it or or like quick boil in in water mm. until it until it's cooked. <laughs> and I tell you, it's it's like three minutes and that's it. Or you could also saute it. So if, if you want to know a very quick, easy recipe for a bean sprout, it's really just sauteing your, your garlic, your onion, and, and, and one tablespoon of maybe olive oil, and then put in the bean sprouts, add a little bit of prawns um, to flavor, and maybe add, add some carrots. So that's it. I mean, that's on, on its own. That's a, that's a good recipe already. Oh, that sounds so good. Yeah, sounds... and, and the other one is tofu. So there are two types of tofu. I, I'm not sure if you're aware of that. There's... You have the tough tofu, which is um, normally the one you use for cooking, and you have the silken tofu. Again, the reason why I'm obsessed with tofu is because it's packed in protein, saves you uh, a lot of money instead of buying protein bars, and but but it's really also very easy to cook with. Because if you think about it, the, the tofu is very neutral in flavor. So, for example, if you want to cook, um, you know, a, a favorite recipe, just let's just think about like a, a really simple recipe, like maybe um, a curry one, right? So instead of if, instead of using like meat or, or 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 pork for example, which is quite high in terms of fat, you can replace it with tofu, and it should be it should taste the same because oh, yeah. essentially, yeah. I mean it should it it's a tofu curry, 
should not be as as horrible as you are eating pork curry, for example. That sounds that sounds so good. Now you mentioned um, you, you use a lot of tofu in, in terms of your protein source, um, some chicken as well. Do you um, have you like excluded beef eating beef um, altogether or? Yeah, I don't eat beef altogether only because of uh, it's almost double uh, for every 100 grams is almost double the caloric. Um, True. Yeah. So so it's it's more I, I'm really I'm not saying I'm full chicken breast. I do chicken thigh as well, but mm. but uh, it kind of saves me um, on calories. And and that's one tip again for, for people listening in. Like to me, every calorie counts kind of and where I could save, I would because you know, the savings that you can get could lead up to you being able to fulfill a cheat, like half a a dark chocolate bar or something, you know? <laughs> so oh, absolutely. I, I would yeah, yeah. save up on where I could save. And, 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 and yeah, and like, for example, another thing that I would tell a lot of people I tell, I, I talk to you about caloric counting is like, don't drink your calories, eat them. So absolutely. that's another advice because like, for example, there's, there's, there's this entire, um, you know, science about, drinking fruit juices and like a juice diet right Mm -hmm. i have nothing against it but then if i start counting the calories for example in a 240 mil orange juice freshly squeezed um that's a lot of calories and also that's a lot of sugar and so 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 i you know instead of you know drinking the calories i would urge them to just eat like eat a whole orange Uh, yeah because you get a lot of calories Plus, you, you get the fiber content as well. Totally. So it's like, yeah, so I, I 100% agree with you on, on that. How about how about fish? Do you use a lot of fish in your cooking? Yes, I do. Um, in fact, um, well, well, you have the lean fishes and you have the fatty fish. Yeah. Um, honestly, though, the fatty fish is, is still not bad, right? Because you kind of have the healthy oils mm-hmm. in your mackerels, in your sardines. You, you kind of need that in your repertoire. But 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 I would do that maybe once in a week, for example. If you want a go-to fish, you could replace. Um, you can go for the leaner options like uh, cod, like halibut, and yeah. also also it's not a fish, but like prawns mm-hmm. are also very lean. If you're you have a really good budget as well, you can go for lobster. These are really good sources of protein, also very low in calories. Lean protein, absolutely. Yeah, but but fish, fish, you know, fish obviously is the leanest if you talk about um, meat types. So you, I, I, my repertoire would be would revolve around meat. Uh, sorry, the revolve around fish and chicken. That's pretty much it. Oh, nice. And it is. I mean, if you if you sort of think about why this would be the case, and you 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 um, mentioned towards this already, simply usually um, normally beef would be higher in calories as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what I found. Uh, at least in Singapore, is that the availability of lean beef is quite limited. Um, you, um, if you go into the U.S., you can get these um, what 99 one lean lean beef and all that uh, minced really? min- minced beef and all that type of stuff. Um, so um, in Singapore, at least, it, it's not available that much as well. And maybe that's the reason why I prefer to um, eat um, chicken and white fish um, yeah. a lot. Uh, my go-to's are sea bass um, and cod as well. So it's um, um, yeah, and 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 if you and again, salmon is also good. By the way, I forgot. It to is, yeah. Salmon. Um, that because like um, even if it's smoked salmon, I think the serving of the serving of smoked salmon is still less evil than the same serving of beef. 
and you know and that's just from from stock knowledge and that's why i'm like oh well who says no to smoked salmon by the way <laughs> oh, absolutely it's if so it, good <laughs> if it comes so good with, with yeah. you know whether it's an omelette version with paired with like really healthy bagel or mm. whether it's just a salmon itself with a, with a mix of veggies that's yummy right. i would say no i won't say no to that so what would be some of your favorite treats then if we put this into the context of calorie counting and, and yeah. sort of low no, calorie that's a good diet because in, in, in the journey of caloric counting, um, you kind of need to be able to understand what makes you happy, right? So, yeah. so for example, let, let's go, you know, let's let's rewind 10 years ago. What made me happy was chocolate. And so, you know, the lesser evil for you to do then is start digging into the dark chocolate types and the low sugar dark chocolate high cocoa types, for example. I mean, that's sort of like an immediate kind of um, cheat, right? Now, in the process, in, in the journey, I've learned, for example, that popcorn is also a good treat. And, it is. It's know, actually healthy as well. Apparently so. And like, you know, like people don't know. I, I mean, sorry, guys, I'm not talking about popcorn rich in butter here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like the ones that you see in the movie houses. No, uh, no, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about, you know, you know, uh, homemade popcorn, just a bit of salt, your, your classic favorite. I mean, yeah. if you're... But, but if you, you know, in the bigger scheme of things, if you're thinking about a caloric diet, and by the way, this diet allows you to eat popcorn, like, oh, yeah, I'm in, you know, like, I'm, <laughs> exactly. There, and there are, you know, there are ways to also flavor your popcorn that are, that's very lean. Like, I would go cinnamon, for example, you yeah. know, like a dash of cinnamon in my freshly popped corn would be really yummy and it's a treat on its own already. Oh, it is. It is. Um, another treat, Nico, I, I'll just, I, I could keep going. Um, I, another treat would be <laughs> jello. So on Sweden gelatin last night, I just made um, pineapple jello, like freshly cut pineapples in, in, in jello water and, and unsweetened and just freeze it uh, for maybe an hour and a half. There you go. You have your dessert. Um, so so that's so a treat. Yeah, yeah, that's a treat. And for people who would want, for example, nuts and uh, dried fruits, that's also a treat. But I would just caution you to eat just maybe a handful or a palmful of it because they could get, you know, sometimes these are treats like once you, you know, once you pop your pants up kind of. And so yeah. just it's, it's all about portion control. I still continue to eat and to feast on like um, uh, cashew nuts, which are mm -hmm. the leanest uh, in the world of nuts. For example, the leanest that you can probably rely on would be cashew. And the least lean would be the macadamia from a fat and calorie perspective. But cashew nuts mixed with maybe raisins and cranberries. That would be a good treat as well. It, it, it is, and it, it sounds so good. Now, in, ter in terms of um, nuts, anyway, um, it, it's a good point that you raised it up because um, there's a lot of, uh, or I see a lot of, a lot of people who um, who want to be on a healthy healthy diet and stuff, mm -hmm. and then eat the whole bag of almonds, for example. Mm -hmm. So if you take a 200 gram bag of almonds um, and eat it at one go, that's over a thousand calories already. That's right. That's like is... 1,150 calories. <laughs> yeah. So. So just um, need to be mindful of the portion control. So just have that handful, um, 20 grams or whatnot, uh, and then then you, you'll be you'll be you'll be well off for that. Yeah, for sure. totally, totally. So it's, it sounds that that um, that you are not uh, the the sort of sweet tooth type of guy, or do you use um, sweeteners at all, like stevia or erythritol or? I would, I, I would limit, uh, I, I, I used to use a lot of sweeteners until, um, like I said, I, I think I've shared it on a personal chat prior. Like it's not necessarily the best for your skin because um, if your body doesn't recognize it, um, it, 
your body could be fighting something that it doesn't recognize and therefore it could cause a little bit of breakout to some people. Maybe. Sure, sure. Um, and so I, I opt for obviously the the, the brown sugars, um, but I, I still do keep a bit in, in my diet because at the end okay. of the day, right, um, I think like we, we talked about don't scrimp on flavor. Um, so, but, but, but it's a good point that you raise because while, while you, you know, while we allow people to get onto full flavor, um, make sure that you don't, you know, go crazy and put so much salt. So, and, and I've seen it myself, like there's, there's, it's always a toss between salt and sugar and, and you just have to be really, really careful, uh, in terms of dosing. And for example, just an example, if you eat a dish that's high in sugar already for your lunch, for example, uh, what what a high sugar lunch? I don't know. Um, well, maybe if you're eating pad thai, that's a little bit of high in palm sugar. Mm-hmm. Then then that's it. Like the, that's the only high sugar meal that you have, for example. Sure. Or, or, or kind of limited. So, or if you do, for example, have a very you know um, in veggie intense meal like a stir fry salad that uh, sorry, it's stir fry veggie that doesn't really use a lot of sugar. Then you probably are allowed to maybe grab a, a bite of like a sweet dessert at the end. That should yep. be okay. That's yep. still balanced. Absolutely, absolutely. Because for for me, um, I, I'm a guy with a big sweet tooth, so mm-hmm. uh, I I do love. Uh, the organic stevias of the world and, and all that. Um, and basically, when, when I was on, on my uh, low-calorie diet, uh, losing weight um, a few years ago, I used to, like, cook these um, crazy desserts, like um, oh, no. cho- chocolate cakes and, Yum. and stuff <laughs> like that, with basically replacing all the, the unhealthy piece or trying to, like, optimize the calorie count and the macro um, composition of that of that whatever dessert I was making by simply replacing sugar with stevia, mm-hmm. uh, replacing the butter content with say unsweetened applesauce mm-hmm. to make mm-hmm. it moist, um, mm-hmm. replace the, the normal white flour with protein powder or, right. or uh, co- coconut flour, for example. Right. And you can you can create some very, very great desserts, um, muffins or even donuts and well not donuts <laughs> what am i talking about muffins cakes all that types of stuff yeah by simply replacing the few uh, very highly dense high high calorie calorie dense um ingredients in those mm-hmm. so it's uh, as per what you mentioned in the beginning john is that it's all about just making those choices and you can replace, replace the the dense ingredients it, it kind of reminds me of because because while i don't have a sweet tooth for like cakes i do yeah. have i i do love a good sorbet or a gelato for oh, example yeah. and uh, the way that i've tricked myself into still being able to enjoy it is by eating frozen berries so, oh, so I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a huge like frozen fruits guy so i have in in, in my fridge i have the in my freezer, I have my frozen berries and I have my fro- frozen blueberries, frozen strawberry. And every time I would have that gelato craving, I would just mm. dig in. And, and obviously, you, you know, you get satiated at a certain point, but that does a job. And that, you know, people can, can still have fruits. Actually, freezing fruits is also a good way to be able to kind of reimagine the concept of eating ice cream. That's also a very, very like useful tip. That that is a great tip, John. Uh, indeed, I love berries as well, especially for frozen berries. So we we do tend to have a lot of similarities here. Yeah. How I how I sort of um, handle my own ice cream craving is simply 
you know, I have this, this, this is a very quick recipe, by the way, anybody listening can try it out. Just put three, 300 grams of frozen strawberries, um, one cup, uh, one uh, portion of whey protein. So, uh, and then, um, 150 grams of almond milks, un unsweetened almond milk, which is very low in calories as well. Put it into a blender, blend it very slowly um, so that it, it, it really becomes, um, it becomes like a, like a soft serve ice cream That's um, so cool. af after, after a while. And you can put some cacao nibs on top and some um, uh, low sugar uh, jam, for example. It, it's, it's awesome and very low in calories. 300 wow. grams of strawberries is like a hundred calories in total. So it's, um, and it, it, and you, you get a massive, massive software, soft serve ice cream, basically. Which is mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. We're, we're making ourselves a little, this is a bit of torture. Nico. <laughs> <laughs> talking about but, food, talking about like, you know, it, it's a bit of a torture, but I, I hope people are listening and, and, you know, not during your fasted state. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, one of one of the one of my go-to sort of um, treats or protein, uh, high protein treats as well is non-fat Greek yogurt um, with with some stevia and some oh, yeah. uh, low calorie syrups such as Walden Farms. I wouldn't use them that much, but sometimes I do. Uh, Walden Farms syrup. Um, uh, zero calories basically mm, mm. Um, actually you talk about yogurt i just remembered i sometimes uh, late at night right if i have some dessert cravings i would i would do a yogurt and fresh berries oh yeah. yeah um it, it's a like a, a raspberry raspberry a fresh fresh raspberries fresh blueberries in yogurt that's yummy oh it is, it is. and healthy and healthy as well so mm -hmm. so long as the yogurt is low in sugar yep lower in the fat content as well and then obviously for for ice creams, um, then you have the the American options, um, the Halo Tops and Arctic yeah. Zeros of the world. Have you have you tried those? I have, I have, um, but um, it's it, well, it's not as widely accessible in Singapore. No, at it's least not. at least Halo Top. I mean, if, if you're if you're listening in and you're seated in Australia or in the United States, it's more available there. But I, I have, uh, but then I, I don't know. But it just feels, I don't know. I just I prefer. I've I've tried it, but it hasn't got into my habit because it just feels um i i have this preference for things that i can read what's in the pack oh, recently yeah. okay. and so like if, if i could sort of recreate the feeling using more natural ingredients that i can buy myself then i just prefer doing that I'm, I'm i'm exactly on the same page with you here john i i do enjoy the halo tops um whenever they are available in singapore mm -hmm. one one pint of halo top <clears throat> as an example 360 calories versus the same size ben and jerry mm -hmm. for 1200 calories there's a massive difference of course uh, but um exactly as per what you said because you are able to recreate the same experience by using natural uh, very natural um, uh, produce such as you know strawberries for example frozen strawberries right. and, and a bit of uh, whey protein and stuff like that yeah so i, I fully agree with you <coughs> excuse me on no, that totally totally and I, I think i think we are touching on a very interesting point here which is uh, when you're in a caloric you know deficit diet people should kind of be brave enough to experiment and explore and and because because often right if, if 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 you're in that situation the first thing you start doing is like researching or go, going to google and type in low calorie recipes. But then when you see them, you're like, oh, it's not for me. Or no, these ingredients are not accessible. Or, or like, oh no, like this sounds too boring for me. I think what I would urge people to do is start looking into their current repertoire and trying to find ways to be able to create healthier versions of it 
by replacements and and you know and and recreating both the flavor and the feeling because that's what will help sustain and make you stick to your diet and start really building long-term habits. Oh, absolutely. That, that is such an important point. Because it, it, again, uh, brings us back into the sustainability of your diet um, as well, because you, technically you're not changing your diet drastically. You're just replacing some of the ingredients into lower calorie or healthier ones mm-hmm. and you basically continue eating sort of the similar way um, as you have, which is then easier for you to maintain for a longer period of time, right. i.e. The rest, the rest of your life, creating that healthy habit for you, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, so, John, do you um, currently uh, do you just out of interest? And uh, do you currently uh, track your calories? I don't count them anymore to the T, mm. uh, but I do approximations. So, like I like I said earlier, I've gone to the extreme of measuring every gram of food that I eat, and I wasn't necessarily the happiest person on earth. <laughs> and so oh, yeah, now yeah. I kind of I, I kind of gauge it. So I I would, for example, I know because also because. You know, when you cook for one or cook for two, right, it's so easy because you see the packages uh, that you use when you cook and when you prepare and you kind of really easily compute the calories in your head. Um, so I, I do I, I, I am aware, for example, that a meal of mine would be between around 800 calories, which mm-hmm. is a full meal, uh, because uh, at this point, well, I, I guess I have to frame it like I'm not on a caloric deficit now uh, yeah. because I'm not trying to lose more calories. I'm trying to maintain and trying to balance as well with uh, with my BMR. I mean, BMR in the context of not being very active because of the lockdown situation. But I'm, so I'm very cautious about that. And and so there, there's, but I'm not on a like weight loss diet. And so in doing that, I would allow myself, for example, to have about two meals of of, of 800 calorie, uh, 800 calories, and then a couple of like maybe cheats or snacks in between. So so. In, in a way, I, I am counting, but I, I am not counting to the T, yeah, okay. uh, which, which is not bad at all, because like, I, think, I think approximation and I, like I said, familiarity of the most used ingredients or food types in your repertoire, in your kitchen, in your pantry would, would be a good start already. Oh, it is. And it, it, it's a great point you raised there, John, uh, is when you've actually been um, when you have actually created the healthy habit of, of being able to count your calories over time like john um you can develop uh, such a good um, knowledge of the food uh, ingredients that you can actually sort of approximate the uh, the calories of, of the foods you eat in your own head and, mm-hmm. and by that means controlling the amounts you you actually right eat. but I, w- I would still sort of urge um anyone who is on a uh, on a weight loss um journey currently or thinking about going into a weight loss journey um, to start counting calories, or even e- even if even if you um, just want to live a healthy live healthy lifestyle, um, and you're a bit concerned about the um, the, the quarantine situation currently, um, just try it out. It's it's so easy, and it it is something that that really, um, in my mind at least, that it forms a, a basis for for a very very healthy habit in terms totally. of what you put in into your mouth and how you can lead what you mentioned a balanced um, mm-hmm. lifestyle with a balanced diet as well for mm-hmm. sure even even more even more during the lockdown because you know i think first on the first week of lockdown in a lot of countries there's a lot of memes that has gone out like oh god i've eaten you know it's just day two of the quarantine but i've eaten snacks worth eight days <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. so it's all the more people need to be really conscious about it i mean i think i think on the second week because in singapore we kind of started earlier than the rest of the world mm-hmm. and 
I think I started seeing myself gain weight uh, because I, well, a, com- a couple of combinations. I was walking less because obviously we're, we can't walk out like as, as freely as we used to. Uh, gym started to close down and, I, and my diet didn't take quite that you know, speed of turn. And so I, I think I noticed myself just gaining a little bit uh, on, on the second week or the third week. And I had to like recalibrate and I had to like go back to the, 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 the first version of John that counts and logs his calories. And, and that's why I echo you when you say start logging your calories, uh, especially yeah. if you're starting it, because it's really a useful guide. And also it, is. it also makes you very, very well informed in terms of it's, it's very knowledge. You know, it's very educational and it, it is. makes you more well-rounded, more aware also of like what you put in more aware also of what you buy and how unfortunately most or some of them are really unhealthy from a calorie count perspective. Oh yes. Yes. And, and just be aware and, you know, and, and, and then you start realizing, Hey, why, you know, like, why can't I like make a healthier version of this and get inspiration from that? Yeah. Yeah. Very, very true. Now, one, one thing which I wanted to ask you, John is, um, in the context of calorie counting, um, how would you approach eating out, eating in a restaurant and all that? Did, oh. you, have a, did you have any strategies um, uh, back then? I, I think, eat it, well, when I was, it depends on your goals, I think. So, so the, yeah. the, the, the answer to your question would depend on, on, on your goal and, and, and how close or how far and how persistent you are to reach those goals. If you're talking about, uh, if, for, if for example, uh, you're you're wanting to really lose weight, and be, for for example, for health reasons, mm. like um, like maybe because um, you're you're obese, or you're really wanting to have a baby, and therefore you want to you know lose some weight because it's unhealthy to get some pregnancies when you're a little bit of obese or out of shape, then then I would recommend you to cut eating out entirely. I mean, just just for reasons of you know of the urgent of the sense of urgency that yeah. said though like if, if, if you're if you're just a little bit more lenient and you're looking into weaving in caloric counting into a more sustainable lifestyle then then allow yourself to have a cheat meal you know like a cheat meal but be responsible in terms of the choices that you make from the menu perspective like yeah, yeah you know we open a menu and if, if you if you jump into the desserts immediately, then we have a problem there, Roger. Yeah. Uh, and that, so 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 you, and so you kind of have when you're given options, it's like, okay, I'll, I'll give you this really really cool example that I used at least to motivate myself. If if someone gives me a an access to like a buffet, right? It's it's an access not to eat everything, but an access to choose the food wisely. So, yeah, so that's a good point. Because buffets normally they open their doors and like, oh my god, I need to try all the dishes. Nope, that's not <laughs> exactly. the point of the buffet. The point of the buffet is, oh, now you can have more choices, right? Absolutely. So, so that's Absolutely. a it's a that's a mentality that I've always like had in myself because I used to think the unhealthier version, and and that's what I also urge people to do when they're they sit in restaurants, open the menu. It's like, you know, when, when you see, you don't go for the steak immediately, you probably, you can try to look into maybe the salmons, for example, rather than the steaks, for example. So, so you're still dining, you're still, you're still socializing with your friends, assuming the lockdown is over, you're still bonding over delicious food, but just, you're just making more mindful choices from a color perspective. Just some great points there. Um, obviously, you know, we, we might all get into situations where it just becomes unbearable not to go out to um, hang out with friends and have some meals um, every now and then, even though we, we might be on a caloric deficit. So um, 
obviously the, the challenge with with restaurant food is that you don't know the ingredient even though you might get get a sort of a healthy salad on the menu or whatnot but still it might be soaked in in, in oil and stuff like that which then um, bumps up the uh, calorie content and it becomes quite difficult for you to actually track those calories which you mm. which, which you eat so that that that's the that's the challenge there um, but at, at the same time one of the um um, strategies which I've used for those types of uh, situations is that I simply um, reduce my calories. If, if I know I'm going out to to eat a dinner with uh, with friends or something, mm-hmm. I, I simply reduce my my uh, food intake uh, before that, so so that I I leave um, much more buffer um, towards that dinner um, as well. Yeah, which that's then, a good then, one. Allows allows some some buffer um, uh, for sure. Then right. one one point on interesting strategy which which I created um, um, uh, before the lockdown. Obviously, I, I used to um, travel quite a bit to beach holidays and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, is that yeah? Well, then you have the hotel breakfast, which is like the buffet, as <laughs> as you right. mentioned. And it, it's interesting. It, it becomes the selection of what you actually uh, eat. So I, I I created this habit that. Okay, I go to the hotel um, uh, breakfast breakfast buffet, but before I, I'm, I'm allowed to eat anything else, I need to eat like a very big plate of, you know, salad leaves and mm. carrots and cucumbers and so only vegetables like pure fresh veggies and right. some salt salt on it. So that takes away that that um, craving to actually eat those higher higher uh, calorie foods as well. And then you give a bit of leniency for yourself to to have a breakfast muffin or something at the end yeah. as well but it's, it's just strategies to to control your hunger levels i.e get satiated which you mentioned yourself previously mm-hmm. uh, before actually then allowing yourself to to take a treat for example yeah it's just like it's just like what they so also say like you know never go in the supermarket hungry <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's the same trick right yeah it, it is it is now, some th- this has been such an interesting discussion. Obviously, just scratching the surface, we could we could uh, continue this in the next um, in the next version of this same same topic about macronutrient um, distribution and all that stuff. But this episode has been such an interesting and, and uh, dive towards calorie counting um, uh, as well. And it is a basis for a healthy eating habit to understand how many calories you're you're. Uh, f- uh, food intake actually uh, includes um, any final tips, John, um, for the listeners. How how would it be easiest to start your journey in terms of cal- calorie counting? Cool. I'll probably give them three tips um, where you know how how you can start with this journey. Um, well, first one is you need to be able to tip number one is like build a routine. Yeah, you need to be able to build a routine. So you remember, uh, when I say build a routine, it means like go into your repertoire of menu or, or the dishes that you often eat and, and start to educate yourself in terms of, of the calorie count, uh, in, whether in terms of ingredients or in terms of the meal that's prepared, that you prepared, and then start logging them in. I think it, you know, that's, you know, when, when, you, when you have apps like Healthzilla that helps you track your calories, that's already like a win, yeah, versus not tracking at all versus just just leaving your calories loosely. So that's number one. The second one is uh, I think I think I would also urge people to focus on the two types of foods that we've mentioned. Um, one is on the vegetables because they re- the, 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 the starchy veggies, because these are the ones that will, you know, you the biggest thing that you kind of compete with, if you're going to war with calories, right? 
it's 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 hunger, right? And 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 that what makes that's weakened that weakens your system. You're like, oh no, this is not working. I'm hungry. And you know, you, if you if you stuff yourself uh, with 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 the right veggies, the the starchy the, the starchy ones, the the heavy ones, then then you're good. Then you don't feel hungry at all. Also, while you do that, the other food type that we've mentioned, which is protein, which is very important. Because protein really helps maintain your muscle mass. So there's a lot of people that wanting to lose weight, but then in the process, they, they do a crash diet and they lose the muscle mass, which is not good. So in order for you to be able to, you know, um, a, a more balanced way of losing weight through a caloric deficit is making sure that, you know, the, the ratio of, of your protein versus your, your, your weight is maintained, which is essentially about, I think, 0.8 grams of protein per kilo or something. Uh, so you just have to make sure you eat your veggies and you eat your protein. That's tip number two. The last one, I think, is, well, well, Nico and I have had fun in the process. So so I think it's it's really about just just having fun and, in, 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 you know, in recreating your food that you like and making a healthier version of it, um, having fun in terms of reading more about it, having fun in terms of just just just, you know, just allowing yourself to to unlearn and learn um, bad habits and start learning new habits. Because like I said, if you, if you start feeling deprived, if you start feeling unhappy, then you don't start building a sustainable long-term habit. So you need to make sure that yes, you cheat along the way. If it's once a week, just cheat and that's fine. Um, you know, um, cheat responsibly if you may, but, but just have fun. Don't, 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 don't get too serious with it. Those are three tips I'd give to the listeners, Nico. Uh, just fantastic tips indeed, John. Um, and obviously, um, this this time, as we are all globally, globally in a lockdown quarantine period, uh, there's no better time to start than now, uh, really, because you're, you're going to have to um, mostly cook at home, which makes it makes it even easier to, to track your calories rather than, you know, going going out for uh, out for a dinner or something. So this is the best time to start. And obviously, yeah. because we, we move less as well. And there's so much thinking time too, Nico. That's what I noticed. Like, you know, it's funny. Like, I do my menu planning like mm-hmm. on the same day. It's like, what do I want to eat today? It's like <laughs> you know, that kind of question you don't really get to ask when we're not in a lockdown. It's a oh, luxury. True. It's hey. a luxury to be asking, like, okay, what should I eat today? What ingredients do I have in my fridge? And how can I make a you know a healthy spin from this? So it's really cool. And okay. I really hope people people see the light in that, and people oh, see yeah. you know you know the benefits of of what we're going through. It may like you know there are upsides to it oh absolutely absolutely my brother john thank you <laughs> thank you so much for joining um <clears throat> this has been a very very great discussion as always um we shall continue again um in in the uh, coming weeks and months on the on the topic of healthy habits if you haven't already done this please go and download the healthzilla app um, and you can o- also download another app, uh, whichever uh, calorie counter app you 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 like. I use MyFitnessPal. There are many other ones which are which are as good. So Healthzilla will help you out in this um, um, cal- caloric deficit healthy habit um, as well. So so try that out. Um, and um, I shall speak to you very soon again next week on the next episode of the Healthzilla Weekly. Thank you so much, John, for, for joining us. Thank you, everybody. Peace. Bye.
This podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions.